The American Music Fairness Act has brought out the big guns at the NAB again as they do this every single year. This gets introduced and we'll talk about that. It's the big deal of the year so far in the radio business. It's the sale of Cherry Creek Media to Town Square Media. But is it really a big deal? We'll take a look at that too. Good morning. We're back for another edition of Media Insolvent. We give you our opinions, ideas, and comments. In Seattle, I'm Jackson Weaver. And in southern, southern, sunny Southern California, it's Keith Samuels, where we understand it stopped raining for a change. Back to sunshine. Finally, right, finally. Yeah, yeah, back to sunshine. But wow, we got we got whacked. It was an atmospheric river that struck uh, California this week. And so, you know, but they it's never enough. You know, it never it's is. never right. enough to overcome the drought of the century. But we're trying. Well, we do this each Tuesday and now Friday. So today we welcome you to the Tuesday, March 29th episode of Media Insult. I don't think it's going to show in the ratings, but man, the Oscars must have been desperate to increase their TV ratings with, you know, getting Will Smith to take a punch at Chris Rock. You're in the heart of Hollywood. What do you think? What's the buzz there? Well, I, well that's the only buzz. I mean, you know, uh, uh, one of those, one, another night of uh, celebrating movies no one saw or sat through completely and not very interesting on stage until... Uh, until Chris Rock apparently made fun of Jada Pinkett Smith. And Will uh, not only didn't laugh, he got up and walked out and slapped Chris Rock. Chris was like, and then started yelling at him. You know, Chris tried to apologize, and, and, and you know, Will was dropping the F-bomb. This all got censored. No one could hear anything. And you had this, like, what is happening moment. Like, what just happened? Seriously? How did, what, what, this is the strangest thing we've ever seen. I don't think it helps the ratings because that people were watching it or they weren't. The point is it's now helping social media because it's just everybody's got to see the unedited version. And I guess the unedited version aired in places like Australia. And so people were immediately posting up the raw video of, the, of this exchange. But just craziness where two guys, uh, now they supposedly made up. They, they supposedly had a little confab at the Vanity Fair postgame party. And everybody, everything's cool, but for a while, it wasn't. <laughs> See, I, uh, the question I've got is, is if we finally reach the point where Chris Rock is going to go back to telling jokes like, so a guy walks into a bar, because anything anything <laughs> closer is just too sensitive, too sensitive about it. So, No, no I, I don't think it's going to affect Chris at all. I won't do the G.I. Jane remark about Jada ever again, but it's not going to change Chris, and it's not going to change Will. So, you know, off you go. Okay, well, let's move on to our opening story, which is about Town Square buying Cherry Creek. And as we kind of delved into this uh, over the weekend, this might be a, a kind of a sweetheart deal for Town Square. There are nine markets that Town Square is acquiring from Cherry Creek. And these are all small markets. You know, they range in population between about 20,000 and maybe 300,000 for the Tri-Cities. But, you know, Montrose, Colorado, Butte, Montana, Williston, North Dakota. So, you know, you look at this group, Keith, and by the way, an interesting sidebar story on Williston. I had a friend who put a radio station on there 
few years ago as the oil shale boom was just going crazy and he thought, I'm going to clean up. Small market, but I'm going to be the only radio station in town. I'll make a fortune with it. And he ran into one of those ironic problems we've all had from time to time. He'd go to an advertiser and say, you know, you really should be doing some advertising to promote your business. And the guy would turn to him and say, have you seen the line out the front door here to buy <laughs> dinner or cars or clothing or whatever it was? He said, I don't need any advertising. He said, I can't handle the business I've got now. So it didn't turn out to be quite the, um, the boom that he, that he thought mm -hmm. he was investing in. But, you know, Town Square acquires these stations, and, you know, there are probably only a dozen stations that are really generating much cash flow, Keith, and the rest are just kind of operating at zero or, you know, maybe a little bit of a negative cash flow. But it seems like a lot of work to get this put together, and, you know, you end up taking on all of these extra stations, extra markets, extra infrastructure. Yeah, Jerry yeah. was reporting, Jerry Del Caliano was reporting cash flow multiples this morning. What was your thought on it? He said he thought that it was a seven-time multiple. What do you think? Does that sound reasonable? Yeah, I, it sounds high to me, actually, for markets this size. And, uh, and knowing that, uh, that, these were, that, that not all these markets are created equal. So you've got, you've got, you know, and they had to, uh, they're going to have to sell off. They've got, they've got some conflicts. They're over the limits in uh in in montana and uh in one of the markets they picked it so they have to they have to get rid of i don't know three or four radio stations there they've already done it and then there's uh, some stations in the tri-cities that they're putting into a divestiture trust so right. that we're not really operating them and they're really for sale we just haven't found a buyer yet so it's not a a, a perfectly clean deal but you know they're clearly there was somewhere in that cluster of 35 radio stations in nine markets, um, nine small markets, that, that they really wanted the cash flow. So they went and got it, I guess. And, I'm, I, and I have to think that Cherry Creek was a motivated seller. In other words, the money guys behind Cherry Creek were going, we've got this deal and we're going to take it. You know, or Town Square's like the only guys that are buying small markets. So we put a deal together with them and you're gone. So uh, it, it seems to be that way. But I mean, you, you know, you're, by picking up Montrose, Colorado, that's not going to add a lot of cash flow to their Grand Junction operation. But picking up, they're now in every major market, if you can call them a major market, they're in every significant town in Montana, right? They're in Billings, they're in Butte, they're in Great Falls, they're in Bozeman, and they're in Mo Missoula. In fact, Bozeman, they call Bozangeles these days because there's so many guys from LA that have moved up there. So now they've got, They've got, they spent 18, almost $19 million to own all the radio revenue, or most of it, in Montana. They've done the same thing in central Washington with the Tri-Cities, Yakima, and Wenatchee. They're going to they're gonna be the dominant player in that area of Washington. But that's not Seattle. You know, that's not Spokane. That's not Portland. So, I, but I guess to own that cash flow is going to be a big deal. And I think that the two other wild cards for me, and, and I'll trust your sources better than mine on these, but I've got to think that, that Sierra Vista, which is certainly not the biggest city in Arizona and far from it, 75 miles southeast of Tucson, has got to be creating a little cash flow because of the big army base there and the retirement communities that surround it. And this Cedar City, uh, St. George, Utah, another big retirement area in, uh, in southern Utah, there's got to be some cash flow in those, or this thing doesn't make sense. 
Yeah, I think um, I think that uh, Cedar City, uh, St. George, certainly would be one of the one of the cash flow positive markets. You know, I mean, and you can look at a cluster of a half a dozen stations, and the truth is, one or two carry the whole cluster in terms of cash flow. The rest of them are, you know, throw-offs, spin-offs, bonus stations, you know, just to keep them keep them out of the market. And it's interesting because Cherry or Town Square has spun a lot of the Montana stations that they're over their limit in each of those markets off to nonprofits uh-huh. and to religious no, organizations. Yeah, so, so no competitors will be picking up those market those stations. Yeah, yeah. smart, Got smart it. move. Well, yeah. uh, you know, I think that the bottom line on this is Cherry Creek has some good facilities, strong ratings in a lot of their markets. It's a good deal for Town Square. Unfortunately, they have to take some of the markets that aren't doing as well and and do the best they can. The good and the bad are there either way. But the real bite is that it's just really, really must be painful for the private equity guys who put 40 million plus into Cherry Mm. Creek. Mm. I hope they had some years of good cash flow because uh, 18.75 million is a lot less than 40 million. Even I know that. Yeah, not not even half of what they put in to buy that group and put it together, That's you know. Right. But but it is interesting. So, what is your experience with how they've done in uh, in Central Washington? Are those all consolidated and operated out of one marketplace, or are they separate separately managed? Uh, they've gone back and forth. You know, sometimes they had separate managers in each market. I think right now they have one manager who manages both Yakima and the Tri Cities, and they do fairly well in that that market, particularly Tri Cities. Tri Cities is uh, is a pretty good, uh, robust market, quite a bit of money flowing over there. So they do pretty well with that. Yeah, and one yeah. final point is, even though they announced this on Friday, the market didn't care. Town Square <laughs> stock was off about 2.5%. So yeah. You, you announcing- did what? You bought more stations? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No, you know, it, it does make sense for, the, for, the, for them to go out and get more cash flow. And they found a, they found a motivated seller in, in, in markets where they can, they can beef up. But again, what's the upside once they've absorbed that uh, that cash flow? What's the upside in Montana? What's the upside in Central Washington? What's the upside in southeastern Arizona? They seem to think that they can add their flywheel of digital and marketing expertise and services where they're going to crush it. We're going to be keeping an eye on how much they crush it in St. George yeah, <laughs> and Sorry Vista for sure. It'll be sorry, Vista. Yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to to keep an eye on it because I, I I do think it's a good move from the cash flow standpoint. But you know, long term, the whole radio business is an ice cube and it's slowly melting. And what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Although Town Square's digital position gives them a position that some of the other operators don't have. So we'll keep an eye on it. All right, how does somebody argue against the American Music Fairness Act, Keith? How do, I mean that sounds American. It's about it's, music it does. and it's fair. Music and it's fairness. It's absolute fairness. But apparently, it's another attempt to get radio stations and their owners to pay rights fees to play the music that you hear on the radio. Um, and radio doesn't pay currently to pay to play records. They what do they they pay the they pay the songwriters through what BMI and ASCAP Jackson. You've taught me that That's right. BMI, over the course ASCAP, of uh, our CSAC, time together. And now GMR. Right, right. Yeah, but but they don't pay the artists? They don't pay the artists because, Keith, you know, the quid pro quo has always been, we will play your music, you will make a lot of money becoming a big artist in the business, selling records. But what's happened to the record business? 
it's gone they're away. They're not selling any records anymore. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, who? When's the last time you bought a CD or a, a cassette <laughs> or, Ooh, or an eight-track for that Corvair of yours? <laughs> but the, well, you know, and vinyl the... might be making a, 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 vinyl, a vinyl's making a, a minor con, uh, you know comeback. But if you're not selling records, if you're not worrying about and they just tore down Tower Records here in Hollywood, so that's a sad thing and and a sign of the times. But you know, when did you go to last go to Borders Books and and pick up a half dozen CDs? Like never. They've got a, the record companies going. Well, wait a minute. We're getting all this money from Spotify and Pandora and the other streamers uh, for for music rights. We should be getting it from the radio stations now because the business models changed so drastically. Well, and that has been their that's been their pitch, and they have been introducing this. So many years, they, Congress, somebody in Congress introduces this American Music Fairness Act every single year. And every single year, the NAB launches a campaign to stop it. And frankly, the NAB has been successful stopping it for the, so far, telling this quid pro quo story. And the Congress people and the senators I've met with, they kind of nod and go, yeah, that makes sense. They get a lot of promotion out of it. But as radio's influence wanes, then we have to ask. And I guess my question to you is, what do you think? Do you think at the end of the day, we're going to have some sort of payment for the music we play in the radio business? What do you think? I, I think at some point, yes. I think, And I think that's sooner than later. And I think it could very well be this year. But you've been in the halls of Congress. You've been lobbying your congressmen you know, and, and senators over the years uh, when you were with the Washington State Broadcasters. But so there's a lot of radio guys crawling around and a lot of radio guys and gals that, that are, are, there's a lot more of them in everyone's districts than there are record companies, okay? So the record companies are where? LA and New York. And so, uh, uh, you know, that, that's not a big lobbying group in terms of numbers of people and particularly small businesses and small operators. And so I think there's been this, this empathy for the little guys. And they're gonna structure something where the big guys pay a lot more and the little guys probably pay a lot less. But there aren't very many little guys left. So, you know, um, it's that, that landscape has changed, you know, politically. So what, I, I, think it's, I think it's probably a 50-50 chance it goes through this year. What do you think? Well, I'm, I'm, you're, you're a little more optimistic on its passage of this year. I think it's inevitable at some point. Uh, and, and at some point, the NAB will probably be smart to say, look, okay, let's, let's figure this out. But the NAB is dominated by the large groups, and the large groups don't want to pay it. And, you know, the story about the small market radio station, small market TV station, has held off, has held really well for a long time, except there are fewer and fewer of those operators every year. So... We'll keep an eye on it and uh, see if it if the performance fairness right the American Performance Fairness Act makes any progress. Hey Keith, we have bemoaned the decline in linear television. It's kind of sad in our opinion, but the latest Nathanson study just rubs salt into the wound. We're going to talk about that Friday, and as a reminder, we do this now Tuesday and Friday, so our next drop will be on Friday. Media Insultant is available on your favorite podcast platform, and the video is on Vimeo in the Media Insultant Showcase. We're a production of InTown Media. Keith, I'll see you Friday, my friend. Hey, it's going to be a great week. Got golf on Thursday, and I'll be ready for Media Insultant on Friday, buddy. We'll see you then. <laughs>